Panchakalpa Trubhya Chakrapa Sindhu Bhavachapatitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha. So we are continuing the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 28, Jnana Yoga, which we are hopefully going to conclude with this right now, uh, as this chapter. Uh, yeah. This computer just rearranged all my pages. I got set up here on different screens and it just shuffled the screens according to its own whim. I don't know where anything else. So we're we're uh, on uh, text uh, number thirty, what thirty-two, I think. Forty-two, rather. Yeah, text forty-two. Uh, and what's happened at the end of this chapter on Jnana Yoga, there's been a lot of discussion also about yoga, uh, some parts of Astanga Yoga, which is used in connection with the, with the meditation. And uh, then with uh, text 38, uh, they, um, uh, uh, Krishna uh, s- talks about the some of the obstacles. First, he's already talked about some of the obstacles by the process of Janan itself, and then also by obstacles uh, presented by the process of, of yoga. So, if you go back to text 36, he says the the physical body of the endeavoring yogi, who is not yet mature in his practice, may sometimes be overcome by various disturbances. Therefore, the following uh, process is recommended. He says, some of these obstructions may be counteracted, this is text 39, by yogic meditation or by sitting postures practiced together with concentration on controlled breathing and others may be counteracted by special austerities, mantras, or medicinal herbs. And then he goes on in text 40. These inauspicious disturbances can be gradually removed by constant remembrance of me, by congregational hearing and chanting of my holy names, Sankirtan is the word in the text, or by following in the footsteps of great masters of yoga. And Sridhar Swami has a purport here, which they've quoted from uh, in the BBT uh, commentary, that uh, by meditation on the Supreme Lord, when he says meditation, you can overcome lust and other mental disturbances, and by following in the footsteps of great transcendentalists, one can overcome hypocrisy, false pride, and other types of mental disturbances. So, different kinds of mental disturbances. Uh, then it goes on, text 41. By various methods, some yogis free the body from disease and old age and keep it perpetually youthful. Thus they engage in yoga for the purpose of 
achieving material mystic perfections. Uh, and, and so this is another kind of obstacle uh, that you get attached to uh, the material benefits that come, either uh, a youthful, healthy body, or, uh, uh, or, or you may get attached to the different yoga uh, cities. And so now with text 42, we, we pick up where that, that left off. So I'll read the text in Sanskrit, but first I'll chant. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, text 42, uh, uh, Krishna says, Nahi tat kushaladrityam tat adhyaso hyaparatakaha antavat the translation is, this mystic bodily perfection is not valued very highly by those expert in transcendental knowledge. Indeed, they consider endeavoring for such perfection useless since the soul like a tree is permanent but the body like a tree's fruit is subject to destruction uh, 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 so it says here um, I found my place yeah Nahi tat uh, kushala, those who are kushala means expert. Uh, uh, that uh, this endeavor, ayasa, huh, is, uh, and they use this word, aparatakaha, uh, useless. Uh, uh, this 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 endeavor for this bodily perfections or mystic uh, powers. Um, because antavata, uh, they are subject to destruction. Uh, the body, sharirasya, on the part of the material body, it's subject to destruction, uh, just like, uh, uh, and, and then they give the example, uh, the, the fruit of, they give the example of the, like the fruit of a tree. Uh, and and when they translate this, since the soul, like a tree, is permanent, uh, but the body, like a tree's fruit, is subject to destruction. Uh, let me read the BBT purport, and then we'll go back and look at this example of the tree, because it actually is better than you think because of the word they use for tree. <laughs> um, uh, the example given here is of a tree that seasonally bears fruit. The fruit exists for a very short time, whereas the tree may exist for thousands of years. Similarly, the spirit soul is eternal, whereas the material body, even when preserved as long as possible, 
is destroyed relatively quickly. The body should never be equated with the eternally existing spirit soul. Those who are actually intelligent, who actually have spirit, spiritual knowledge, are not interested in material mystic perfections. You can also do that. You can end up like Hiranyakashipu, you know, living for thousands and years and, and, and those kinds of things. Uh, the, 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 the word for tree here, Vanaspati, Vanaspati means Lord of the Forests. <laughs> and so generally, according a uh, king of the woods, you know, uh, so it's not just any tree. <laughs> it's according to the Sanskrit dictionary, a large tree bearing fruit apparently without blossoms. Like like the banyan, like these fig trees and stuff like that. They have blossoms, but they're little tiny flowers. You, you, if they have fruit, there must be some kind of flower. But they're not very obvious. So the fig tree, the jack tree, I guess they mean the jackfruit tree. I mean, the venaspati can be any kind of big tree, but, but here. So these are like these big, long-living uh, lords of the forest. You ever see the Ring, um, Lord of the Ring movies of big mm. trees? Anyway, <laughs> big, you know, lordly trees. So that, that so the, these are these big, long-lasting, like these bristlecone pines that live forever, or the ones we saw on the on the on the coast. You know, these 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 uh, pine trees that that uh, uh, last for a very very long time. So that's that's the example of the tree. And then it says, the, the, they use this word, which actually shows up a couple of times in Bhagavad Gita, antavat, antavat twa here, have, twa meaning like N-E-S, is having the characteristic of having an end, antavat. Mm. Uh, in, in the Bhagavad Gita, it shows up a couple of times. Uh, one of my favorite verses, seven... Uh, 723, yes, where Krishna, uh, that's 6, I want 7, uh, Krishna says, Antavatu, Palam Tesham, Tadbhavat Yalpamedasam, uh, they're uh, the, uh, talking here about uh, people who have alpa medicine, have meager intelligence. Uh, they worship the uh, devas, but their fruits are antavat, temporary, impermanent. Those who worship the devas go to the devas. Those who worship me come to me. So that's one that's antavat. And the one I really like is, is uh, earlier, 5.22, where Krishna says, Yehi samsparsaja boga dukkha yonaya evate adhyantavanta kauntaya nate shiramate buddha. Those boga, those pleasures, enjoyments, samsparsaja, which arise from the contact between the senses and the objects, samsparsha, sparsha, the touching together of what the senses and the sense objects, you do it 
feels good. Oh, that's the key to happiness. Let's just keep doing it. Samsparsa Jaboga. Uh, but he says, Dukkayonaya, this are the cause of all suffering. In other words, the world is just the opposite from the way everybody thinks. <laughs> just Dukkayonaya, they're, they're Dukkha. It's, it's Boga, but it's Dukkha. Dukkayonaya Evate. Why? Adiyantavanta, those pleasures have a beginning, adi and antavat. They possess antavata. There it's in the plural vantaha because it's they have beginnings and an end. Nateshu Ramate Buddha. And those who are Buddha wise, they don't take any delight in them. Adiyantavata Kamtayats. Anyway, that's places where the, this this term uh, shows up in the in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, uh, uh, so so here uh, what's the body is antavat it possesses it comes to an end uh, like the fruit of a tree which is and, and here the implicit comparison is the self is the is like the tree itself the long lasting ever living I saw what a red section, one of the coastal redwoods, you know, and you could see the rings, and they, they said, "Here's where Christopher Columbus came to America." <laughs> you know, like they, they do a very long time, you know. And and if you go to the forest, we went to the Moor Woods where they've been preserving them, and you feel like you're in the presence of lords. You know, <laughs> those trees are like so so venerable. You just want to worship them. <laughs> Okay, so now we go on to uh, text number uh, uh, 43. Um, uh, Krishna says, Yogam niveshato nityam kayas chit kalpitam miyat yachradayanamatimam Yogam Utsudya Matparaha. Although the physical body uh, may be improved by various processes of yoga, an intelligent person who has dedicated his life to me does not place his faith in the prospect of perfecting his physical body through yoga, and in fact, he gives up such procedures. Uh, so yogam vishevataha, uh, one who is executing yoga, nityam here means regularly. You know we have uh, uh, nitya uh, dharma or uh, nitya actually nitya karma things you do regularly every day, uh, occasional duties and, and, and special duties. You know, if you look at the Pujari handbook, it says these are the daily functions that you that you have to do nityam. So it means on a daily basis. Uh, uh, so you may do that regularly here. Uh, uh, so uh, the physical body can be improved, no doubt about it. Uh, but therefore, that person uh, uh, who has dedicated his life to me uh, the, the doesn't place his faith, his, his shraddha, uh, shraddhayatna 
He's, this is a person who's, we talk about those who are Buddha. Here's Matiman, who possesses Mati, intelligence. Uh, he doesn't put faith in that prospect of uh, perfecting his physical body through yoga. Uh, and in fact, he, Utsridya, he gives it up, casts it out, this system of yoga. This dedic devotee who is Matparaha, uh, devoted or dedicated to me. I once read an article in the New York Times about the, the yoga butt, butt meaning here a rear end, that was highly esteemed and people were like... <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of this yoga is, is, is for this kind of stuff. In fact, there's a book that claims, a historian book, that most of what passes for yoga now coming from India was 19th century calisthenics that went to, were picked up by the Indians from Britain and Germany and other places and then re-exported back. If you look at the amount of yoga postures and asanas and Pantanjali yoga system, there's only a few, there's not very many. Uh, uh, so... Uh, I don't know what the what the uh, people probably took exception to upset uh, exception to that book, but it seemed to me when I looked at it to be quite uh, accurate historically uh, how these things go to India, get uh, a lot of stuff happens that way, and get laundered and come back again. You know, <laughs> basically uh, uh, like that. So uh, one one shouldn't. Human life is meant for self-realization, uh, and when it's at, when when it's asked, Prabhupada was asked actually how much uh, exercise and care of the body should you uh, dedicate yourself to. He said that be healthy. You should you should maintain your health. We discussed that yesterday a lot of time. What are you just enough to 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 be healthy? But not some huge over endeavor that that becomes your main thing in life. There's actually a word for that in English, a valetudinarian, one whose main thing in their life is their health. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're always doing that, you know. Uh, 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 in the end, you know, the body's going to go. And uh, you have to be ready for that. So now we come to the last verse here. Yoga charyam, I'll chant it. Yoga charyam mimam yogi vicharan madhapasrayaha nantaraya vihan yeta nispreha swasukhanubhu you should actually do a little hiccup at the end. Anubuhu. 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 <laughs> the yogi who has taken shelter of me remains free from hankering because he experiences the happiness of the soul within. Thus, while executing this process of yoga, he is never defeated by obstacles. He says here, the there's a purport here on the uh, BBT. Uh, I don't, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, his commentaries just sort of basically repeat the verse or like that. It doesn't add anything. But the, 
the BBT says, uh, according to Sridhar Swami, the Supreme Lord, so he's kind of summing up uh, the, this chapter now. According to Srila Sridhar Swami, the Supreme Lord has briefly described to Uddhava the essential wisdom of all the Upanishads with the conclusion that pure devotional service to the Lord is the real means of ultimate liberation. Because the next chapter is Bhakti Yoga. In this regard, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur emphasizes that although Hatha yogis and Raja yogis try to make progress along their prescribed paths, they confront obstacles and often fail to achieve their desired goals. However, one who surrenders to the Supreme Lord will certainly be victorious on his spiritual path back home, back to Godhead. Uh, so this, uh, here's the word yogacharya, like brahmacharya, <laughs> you know. Char, char is the Sanskrit verbal root, char means to go, to wander, or graze for that matter, for cows, but charya, yogacharya, so one, one who follows the path of yoga. Uh, this yogi, uh, uh, who practices it, uh, 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 who, and actually with the, uh, who has taken shelter of me, Madhapashraya. Yadapashraya Shraya is a, a verse in the Bhagavatam talking about those who have taken shelter of, of those who have taken shelter, taking shelter, those who have taken shelter of those who have taken shelter of Krishna. Madhapashrayashraya, Krishna says, they have ta- taking shelter of those who have taken a shelter me. Apashraya means taking shelter. Uh, uh, they are uh, not uh, 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 checked, their progress is not checked by obstacles. So this Madhapashraya, those who have done this check, they are nispriha, free from hankering, because Swasukha, uh, their uh, inherent happiness. Swa means self. There, but you, sometimes when it's used this way, it means like from the soul, from the self. Uh, uh, and so this anubhu, uh, we have anubhava from the same root. Uh, they the experience, they undergo this happiness, and so there. So here. They who take so here's how he leaves off those who have, in this way, uh, taken shelter of me, uh, remain free from hankering. So then, then we see uh, how now uh, uh, Uddhava uh, gives his objection. This now we'll go on with chapter eleven. I mean, chapter 29, Canto 11, which is called Bhakti Yoga. And from uh, verses 1 to 6, Uddhava gives his misgivings or objections and his own plea, having having heard all this. And he says here, let me read the text, Uh, Sri Uddhava Uvacha, Sudustaram imam manye yogacharyam anatmanaha 
Yatanjasa Puman Siddhit Tanme Bru Yanjasatsuta. He says, My dear Lord Achuta, I fear that the method of yoga described by you is very difficult for one who cannot control his mind. Therefore, please explain to me in simple terms how someone can more easily execute it. Uh, so here you have this word sadustaram uh, very difficult this uh, this yogacharya the same word carries over so you know this is these this yogacharya for anatmanaha this means one who has not self-controlled or here controlling the mind. How can that uh, person who has this difficulty? And he uses this word anjasa uh, easily translated here. Although you notice, uh, well, uh, 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 it, yeah, it, it appears actually twice. Uh, how anjasa, uh, you, you see it's there twice, ya anjasa pumansidyet tan me bru yanjasa chuta. How a person may easily uh, <laughs> uh, or with facility uh, achieve this uh, siddhya, may accomplish it, uh, may, may complete it. Uh, tell me that, and then uh, anjasa, in a, where the word for word they have it in a simple manner, but they uh, uh, here in the text it is. Therefore, please explain to me in simple terms how someone can more easily execute it. Those are the two anjasa occurrences of anjasa. Uh, the way Banuswami translates it, uh, he says, O oh, Achuta, I think that the method of yoga described by you is very difficult for one who cannot control his mind. That's about the same. Therefore, please explain to me immediately how someone can more quickly attain perfection. Because uh, this word Anjasa I, it shows up a lot of times. Uh, by the way, the BBT uh, doesn't have a purport for this verse, but in the chapter introduction, it begins thinking that the previously described spiritual practice based on detachment is too difficult. Uddhava requires about an easier method. In reply, Lord Sri Krishna gives brief instructions on devotional service. Uh, uh, Yeah, because bhakti yoga is engaging the senses. Bhakti means rishikesha rishikena sevanam, to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. And so, therefore, uh, you can, if you engage the senses with Krishna, you can more easily disengage them. 
not so such a cinch, by the way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but compared to this, I mean, if you really follow the practice of yoga, either Gitana yoga or Astanga yoga, according to the rules, it, it's overwhelmingly difficult. Really is. Yeah. And, and when you look at what people are actually doing, uh, you know. Uh, very few people actually uh, follow it. Let me see if I can... Uh, I have to get up uh, my copy of the... The, uh, here it is, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's. Uh, he says his, his commentary on this verse is, in the 29th chapter, Krishna explains how one attains bhakti by taking shelter of great devotees. This is, mentions this. And how one can attain liberation by realizing Atma. Krishna taught Uddhava powerful jnana but Uddhava could not understand it. If you were confused <laughs> by the last chapter, as we will see, Uddhava is too. <laughs> this he expresses in five verses. So these are these first five verses. He expresses his inability to quite grasp what Krishna is getting at. Practice of yoga by persons who are devoid of identity with the body has also been explained. Uh, he's here voicing Uddhava. Practice of yoga by persons who are devoid of identity with the body has also been explained, but I think this is difficult for others to practice. So if you're already on this platform where you're completely free from all identification with the body, gross and subtle, by the way, uh, so he says, quickly tell me how I can quickly achieve perfection. <laughs> this is that through Anjus does, quickly, quickly. <laughs> and then, then uh, he says, the repetition of Anjusa is not redundant since the word modifies different verbs. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's how he, he, he points out this, oh, there's the fault of redundancy. Uh, In simple terms, how one can more easily execute it. So, if you look at this anjasa, I'll just show you a couple places uh, where where it shows up. Uh, uh, he's uh, in uh, uh, in the same way. Uh, here's Bhagavatam one one nine. This this is where the uh, Namisharanya sages are speaking to Sutta. Uh, Goswami. So this is the very beginning of Bhagavatam. Tatra tatranjasayushman tatra tatra you know, tatra, therefore, therefore you know, it's like anjasayushman uh, uh, this comes out then they address him ayushman uh, uh, by you who are uh, blessed with long duration of life. He's been granted that. <laughs> Uh, another story. Uh, 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 
so therefore, blessed, explain to us, and here a Prabhupada translates this in an easily understandable way, anjasa, made easy in the word for word in the running translation. What you have ascertained uh, as the absolute and ultimate good for the people in general. Uh, here's the word ekantaha, absolutely. Uh, shreya, the ultimate good for. Uh, and explain that to us. Uh, uh, we really want 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 to hear this. So hear this word anjasa in an easily. It's by the way, it always show up as anjasa. It's not a declinable word, it's always unjasa, wherever it modifies, wherever it's always just unjasa. So in an easily understandable way. Uh, uh, he is uh, uh, so yeah, that's just one one example. There's many places where well, it, according to circ according to the context, it's it, it's uh, it's used in that way. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, we can go on for a little bit. Um, he says here, now we're reading Bhakti Yoga. He says um, in text 2, uh, he says, Prayasha, the same with Prayena, Prayasa, <laughs> Uh, almost always. Prayasha pundarikaksha yunjato yogino manaha vishiddhyant yam excuse me vishiddhant yasamadhanam samadhanan mano nigraha karshitaha O lotus-eyed lord, generally those yogis who try to steady the mind experience frustration because of their inability to perfect the state of trance. Thus they weary in their attempts to bring the mind under, the con under control. Uh, so here's an objection. Uh, well, uh, uh, the BBT, they, the purport is Without the shelter of the Supreme Lord, a yogi easily becomes discouraged in the difficult task of fixing his mind on the Supreme. Notice, not just with having an object like meditating, but without the help of the Lord. Prayashaha, uh, almost always. Uh, and he, then he says, Pundarikaksha. Uh, lotus-eyed Lord is talking about, you know, the attractiveness of the Lord here in this case. They become frustrated because of this asamadana. They cannot achieve samadhi. Uh, uh, and by trying to control the mind, they become weary. Uh, so, uh, uh, here, uh, so, this let me get uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says he explains why the process is difficult those who absorb the mind in Brahman yunjanataha 
so he quotes that one, become frustrated because of inability to attain samadhi, they become fatigued in controlling the mind. Now, you know, this was in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, where uh, Krishna discusses yoga, uh, I guess as the sixth chapter. Uh, he gives us this, uh, all these instructions for yoga, how you should, suchao uh, deshe, you go to a sacred place that's very clean, uh, pure place, sanctified place, uh, put kusa grass down, then a deer skin, and a soft cloth. Uh, this is uh, Bhagavad Gita uh, chapter 6 uh, with a seat, and then you sit there. So you have to go out of the cities into the countryside, uh, uh, the wilderness actually. And then he says how you, uh, you sit uh, holding the st- body, upper body in a straight line, stare at the tip of your nose, uh, uh, brahmacharya vrate, fixed in the vow of brahmachari, brahmacharya, and then you make him the ultimate goal. And then, uh, then this person who's doing this uh, he experiences nirvana paramam, I mean the sensation of material existence. This word is in the Bhagavad Gita, this nirvana. Uh, and then he talks about being regulated and other habits and so on. Uh, uh, and then he talks about you're making your meditation, it's like a, a, the, a lamp, of a candle flame or a, a flame in a windless place. It's just steady like that, this concentration, no flickering, no wavering. And then he goes on and extols this uh, boundless transcendental happiness one experiences. Uh, And then uh, to do this, you have to abandon all material desires uh, born of Sankalpa, uh, where we've just encountered and control the senses, and step by step, you become situated in, in this steady uh, meditation by uh, buddhi, the intelligence which guides the... Uh, the buddhi is the f- faculty which guides concentration and, and att- attention. So that intention becomes focused and clarified and unwavering. Uh, uh, then whenever the mind wanders due to flickering and unsteady nature, okay, we know about that, one must withdraw it and bring it under the control of the self, right? No multitasking, no cell phones, no texting, <laughs> whatever, and no distractions. And so this is, this is uh, talking, talking about this. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, finally, uh, Arjuna, our objection, it can't be done. It's impractable and unendurable the, because, because the mind is restless and unsteady, turbulent, obstacle, uh, obstinate, difficult to control, like trying to control, the, subdue the wind itself. 
Krishna says, Yeah, you're right. His response in 635, Yeah, that's it. You're true. It is true. It's, yep, it's, <laughs> it's Durnigraha, flickering. But he said it's possible by Abhyasa. The word Abhyasa means practice, and the root meaning of this uh, practice is repetition. Abhyasa yoga. Uh, and detachment. Two things repetition and detachment. It can be controlled. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, so that's, that's his thing. And actually, what we are in ourselves in our Bhakti Yoga, we engage the senses. That's the, by the activity of japa. Uh, that's abhyasa. Uh, uh, but there you have something to concentrate on. Uh, you have the, the uh, Krishna in the form of his names. There's something for your mind. Abhyasa yoga, yuktena. You, uh, so abhyasa means regularly. Practice. You repeat it. So, so many times a day you do this. Uh, and then detachment. Uh, uh, by this repetition and by detachment, that's how that that's how it's done. That's that's the the, the key to uh, to this kind of uh, 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 our practice vairagya. Uh, uh, so you give your senses this engagement. You do this. You concentrate. You have an object, and you are in contact with the sound vibration, Krishna, which is a spiritual object made available to material senses. And of course, by japa, you also engage the senses. You, you don't... I, I once had a guy in our temple show up and he showed me his tongue was sticking out and had a nail driven through it. He had been practicing yoga and he wanted to show me how advanced he was already and I just said, you belong in a circus. <laughs> okay. But that's what you, But people have done that. They, they, they do things like that uh, to control the tongue. So you, the tongue has to vibrate, so it chants Hare Krishna. With, if you use japa beads, you have your sense of touch engaged and it's 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 uh, doable, or we put it practical. You can you can you can practice it. So that that's our that's our particular process. So it, it is yoga. It's uh, controlling the mind, focusing the attention, but by using so that that's what is the process of bhakti uh, does make it practical, and you can also begin. You're not doing it alone. There's also a response. You, 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 you get more out of it than you put into it. Because in one sense, you're doing this practice, but it's not impersonal practice. By, by the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is an evocative case. You're calling on Krishna. Uh, you're, 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 it's when you address somebody, you use this. Uh, the nominative of Krishna is Krishnas, with an S on the end. So it's Krishna, it's the, the vocative. And Rama, all three words are in the, the vocative case. Uh, calling. 
uh, 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 hare is the vocative of both hari, uh, the masculine hari, or the feminine hara. So you can be Radha and Krishna together. But, uh, you go both ways with that one, depending on what you want to do. But anyway, that you're calling. So that's what Krishna takes seriously. Even if we are just like trying to force the mind sometimes and don't feel very devoted, Krishna takes it more seriously than we do. We are asking for a relationship. Krishna is the Paramatma. He's the self of the self, sitting within. Uh, And so we're asking to form a relationship. And so he'll also do something to facilitate that. The better, the more eagerly we can ask for it, the, but it's personal. And that's another reason why it's very effective, not only because you're engaging the senses, but you're forming a relationship with Krishna, and Krishna very kindly responds. Uh, uh, so that's another reason why it's very, very powerful. A- and gradually, by this process, one becomes conscious of the existence of Krishna. Uh, w- when that began, just not, this is not really super advanced, but when that happens you can no more doubt Krishna's existence than you can your own. You can't doubt your own existence, can you? Because who's doubting? That's the self, you know? That's, that's, that's just my, my consciousness. I'm my existence as a conscious being. But Krishna is the Paramatma. He's the self of the self. So he's of the same nature of the self. And we are also, as Prabhupada always put it, part and parcel of Krishna. So when our consciousness expands a little bit, it starts to overlap. There's a shared area of consciousness, <laughs> and we become a conscious of presence of super-self, the self of the self. That's part of self-knowledge. When it expands, it also becomes knowledge of the supreme self. This is just the experience that will happen with not with some endeavor, and you do have to follow the regular principles of Krishna consciousness because, without being controlling the senses and following certain regulative principles, you cannot not identify with the material body. <laughs> You'll think of yourself as the body, you know, and so you have to get 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 freed of that idea that I'm not the body and I'm not the mind. And that will uh, gradually happen with some practice. Okay, there we go. Uh, That's the commercial for Krishna (laughs) (laughs) Krishna. That I'm putting there. So we've gotten as far as the second. uh, So we'll continue now with this book, the yoga chapter. More familiar territory. Uh, And, uh, uh, but... You can see that 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 the processes of both karma yoga and jnana yoga are incorporated into into bhakti. Uh, so it's good to know about all these things. Uh, uh, but but uh, you, you 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 that that will that will become clear.
Okay, so do we have any questions or comments? If anybody has questions on the phone, you can press star six to unmute yourself. And if you're tuning in on Mayapur TV or, yeah, basically Mayapur TV, you can text in your question on the chat box on Mayapur TV or go to rsdasa.com and there's a chat box in the lower right-hand corner. You can type in your question there. Yeah, so um, on this practice, or repetition and detachment. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, when, uh, during Japa, um, uh, when I try to focus the mind, um, and sometimes it's working and it's on, and sometimes on the mind wanders and you bring it back, as you often say, um, sometimes that process of doing that, I can get frustrated with myself, mm -hmm. like this kind of like constant thing, what am I, you know, I, my mind's wandering again. Yeah. So I, I, is it correct to, or one way I can interpret detachment as a, as as sort of like letting up on myself a little bit about that? Or is it well, merely, uh, you know? That's a very good question, yeah. because you do get very frustrated, yeah. but it's not yourself you're frustrated with, it's your mind. Mm. It's the not-self. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, so the, 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 it, it's the, yeah, that, that's what, uh, that's, that's what mm. you have to understand. Mm. I, I, that I, and we have prayers like, that, oh, by mind you're not a Vaishnava. So it's not self-hatred. <laughs> you're a devotee. But somehow or other, uh, when we dragged ourselves into this next birth because of our material desires, we brought this mind with us. A and in a sense, the mind is full of stuff. I mean, I mean, it's not like when you take birth again, you start over again from nothing. <laughs> You've brought your subtle body with you. When, when, when you change bodies, the subtle body goes with you. So you've got with you a kind of trunk full of stuff, and you don't know what's in there. But it's, you got it. So, you know, you, ha you, have to, you have to enlist Krishna's help to help you with your mind. But the mind you can feel really bad about. That's okay. <laughs> you can hate the mind. Uh, here's one place, uh, like early in the, in the eighth chapter, this is 8 8, Krishna says, Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena, Chetasa Nanyagamana, Paramam Purusham Divyati, Parthanu Chintayam. Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena, by means of, it's an instrumental case, by Yukta, by means of being engaged in Abhyasa Yoga. Chetasa na anyagamana, without the mind or intelligence going anywhere else. Chetasa na anyagamana. Paramam Purusham Divyam Yati, one, yati, one attains the transcendental a supreme person uh, 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 and why anuchintayam because of this constant uh, thinking uh, uh, Prabhupada translates this he who meditates on me as the supreme personality of, God, of Godhead 
His mind constantly engaged in remember me, undeviating from the path. He, O Parta, is sure to reach me. And it's the, the fuller uh, understanding of this thing. So if you look up Abhyasa Yoga or Abhyasa in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, and the, it's very, very interesting what the, the different uh, ideas of this here. But that's one of the places where it first shows up, you know, Abhyasa Yoga, Yuktena, Sitasa, Nanyagamana. Anyway, that's the answer. You're not your mind. Let's be really clear about that. You got to use it just like you give it. You got the body you're stuck with, so it's got its good things, it's got its bad things. <laughs> you're stuck with that. But then Krishna takes the way the way Prabhupada describes it is that Krishna takes charge of the devotee's mind and senses, and so therefore it starts to be guided in certain ways. So don't feel bad about feeling bad. <laughs> it's not self-hate. Anything else? Ramananda Prabhu has a question. He asks, why would Krishna give Uddhava instructions that are difficult even for him to understand? What hope do we have to understand uh, well, you don't need to. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think every time Krishna gives these instructions, he knows it's a wider audience than just Uddhava. In fact, there was actually somebody listening to this conversation, other people, mm-hmm. a- at the time. Uh, um, uh, so, so um, uh, for the sake of of comprehensiveness, I think, uh, and, and, and completion. Uh, I think Uddhava is considered to be the most intelligent disciple uh, of Krishna, actually. A very, very smart uh, uh, a person. Uh, he was a, a yeah, a, and, and so, so uh, uh, sometimes he's speaking just for the rest of us. And and, and 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 sometimes he just doesn't appreciate it that much, you know. He's got Krishna right there, you know. Why are you telling me about this kind of stuff when you know, when this is available? Uh, that to me is, is is probably his personal feelings about this, you know. Uh, I'm here, you know. Why, you know, this this is. I come to you, and then you're telling me to meditate on Brahman. What's going on? You know that kind of stuff. It's sort of, sort of like that. You know. uh, so it's there. You can, you can, you can. Uh, and and I, I think for those people who may think that uh, Krishna consciousness is only for those that are simple-minded, here Krishna also. Uh, Jnana Yoga is real. But the, but the Janani's who properly perform it the way it's supposed to, they also can end up being bhaktas. It's not like they, they're, they're stranded. But most people, they don't really practice real Janani yoga. 
like the people who practice even Ashtanga yoga, they skip yama and yama and go straight to asana, you know. <laughs> Maharidi Prabhu has a question. He has, he says, Hare Krishna, Hare Bull, uh, please in my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for a very interesting lecture. Regarding the uh, verse 44, I can feel no satisfaction that is mentioned here. I guess that is because I'm lacking balance in spiritual efforts and material efforts. Is that a right understanding that you feel the satisfaction once you have the balance between spiritual and material needs? Um, the, the, the spiritual sat- the satisfaction the ha- it says the happiness of the soul within. Uh, the, 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 I don't know if the, what is the... Yeah, they're, they're, when people say the balance, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, what people think is the balance may be different. Uh, so we should just be honest about what is the balance. How much sense gratification can you have enough to maintain uh, uh, your your health? Uh, and, and so that's that's really what the balance is. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, yeah. So I I I. I uh, it says here you you should be able to the the happiness you experience is not material happiness. It comes from the soul. If it comes from the soul, it's there under all conditions. Even if you lose your health, the happiness is still there. It's in other words, the, you you know it's that happy when, when it starts to be invariant and continues under any conditions. Uh, whether it's nice out or not nice out, <laughs> doesn't matter who the President of the United States is. <laughs> that, that guy, <laughs> that's, that's the measure of whether it's spiritual happiness. Next question is from Ratna Bhushana Bhushana Prabhu. He asks, you have at times summarized your own practice of japa as, quote, chanting to the holy name for the holy name by means of the holy name. I've detected that my own orientation has been more to address the Lord as located in the spiritual world. It is a fact that the Lord is present both within the heart as well as in Goloka Vrindavan and in the form of the holy name. But would you recommend that the chanting be addressed to the holy name that we are chanting instead of directing the address unto the Lord as located in the spiritual world? Does it make any difference at all? I'm wondering if separating the name, so to speak, from the person who would be this, from the person, would be the second offense against the holy name. 
Um, you don't separate the name, uh, but, but Krishna is present in different ways. He's present in the heart as the super soul, and generally that the progression of actual realized knowledge tends to go from uh, some kind of a super soul realization. Like just being absolutely convinced about Krishna consciousness. Uh, uh, it's not exactly anymore an act of faith. It's just an, it's like an act of knowledge because there's there's some experience there. Uh, uh, and you know this was discovered. I mean, in Christianity, even you know the, the, this uh, Saint Anselm, uh, famous ontological argument. Uh, uh, says that uh, you know you can't you can't you you can't you can't uh, uh, if you think that God might exist or not exist that's do you know what we mean by God God exists without the possibility he exists better than anything else uh, and you know it really it brings you to that level of like some kind of encounter with the 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 how do you say the imminent feature of God? I mean, you, we have that uh, vocabulary of imminence and transcendence. God is both imminent and transcendent. And, and so your meditation on it can be of Krishna and Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, you, you, you can sit in a temple room and chant japa and be looking at the deities on the temple. And those deities may be Krishna and Balaram, it may be Radha and Krishna, it may be uh, Lord Chaitanya and Nityananda. I mean, I mean, there's so many different, it doesn't have to be invariant. Uh, you, you can be looking at a picture if it helps you. You can be uh, meditating on a, a particular Bhagavatam verse can pop into your head or something like that, you know. All kinds of different ways that Krishna is uh, available, uh, uh, it, and so so if you, if you if you look at you know uh, oh uh, 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 Radha Krishna and and Astasakis, well where's that? Well, is it in a place called Mayapur? Well, yeah. Well, where else is it? You know, I mean that's <laughs> so so I I don't I don't really think uh, you just you 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 follow your bliss use <laughs> an old expression <laughs> well what what happens happens to track and it may not be the same all the time or every day or, or, or whatever uh, uh, but when it says Krishna and Krishna's name are the same uh, then then just start with the name and what's immediately apparent to your senses and, and keep on going uh, anyway, there's a lot to be said about that, but anyway. Ramananda Prabhu asks, he says, one more question about Uddhava. How could the gopis consider Uddhava their guru when Uddhava considered the inhabitants of Vrindavan, but to speak of the gopis as superior to him? Krishna sent Uddhava to deliver his message and to learn from the Rajvasis about the highest level of bhakti. 
Yet Uddhava was considered uh, was considered give the gopis instruction and was considered guru. How is that possible? Isn't it wonderful how devotees think each other is the greatest? <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> I mean, they really respect him. First of all, he's a city guy, he's a counselor, you know, and, and uh, he has a great deal of intimate association with Krishna. I mean, he's the last person on earth that Krishna is talking to, you know. So they, 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 uh, they appreciated him very, very much. And he appreciated them very, very much too. So there you go. <laughs> They're both right. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, Ratna Bhushna Bhushna Prabhu says, Thank you very much. Uh, that helps a lot about your answer to his previous question. Okay, last question. I was reviewing the previous chapters of the 11th canto, verses 11, 11, 33. Verse 11, 11, 33 caught my attention. Also, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu states that those who are aware of God's majesty cannot enter Vraj. So I'm trying to understand the necessity of understanding the truth about Godhead. I experience that at my own level it's essential to remember and understand the greatness of Godhead in order for me to be able to discipline my mind and body towards obedience. So, so where to place the significance of understanding the true nature of Godhead? The way the Lord puts it in this verse, it seems to be optional, and the way Rupa Goswami puts it, it is even an impediment to, to entering Sri Vrindavan. Uh, these things happen in stages. Uh, Prabhupada uses this term, Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, for Bhagavan. And it's a, re a really nice term. Uh, and... Uh, and we, we start out by appreciating that Krishna is, first of all, Godhead. Godhead means uh, Bhagavan, Paramatma, and Brahman, all three, the Godhead. So in the Godhead, actually, there are various person. Krishna himself manifests himself in different ways because he enters into different relationships. Bhagavatam informs us of all those different relationships. How God is. Why does he have so many different forms and expand himself so many different ways? Because he sustains so many different... We appreciate it. And, uh, but then, you know, for ourselves, there's one particular... Uh, aspect that will become manifest that we'll start to uh, obsess about. And that's what will satisfy us the most. Uh, it's, uh, in some ways they're ranked in terms of intimacy, uh, but, but, but uh, y you know, you can, you can say that Krishna is like more revelation or more is there than say with Ramachandra. But, you know, don't tell that to Hanuman. <laughs> you know, he has his fixation. <laughs> and, and, and so that's part, that's part of the greatness of, of the Lord, is that he sustains so many different relationships with so many different devotees. And, and uh, 
whatever that relationship happens to be that 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 we get guided to and that we start to discover that will keep on unfolding it'll get more it, what brings out our love more and more and more and more and more uh, so there in some ways they're they're ranked in terms of intimacy uh, what's more intimate and uh, that majesty the intimacy Vrindavan is there's Krishna and the majesty is button the knob is turned down to, and the intimacy is is turned up uh, but if we happen to be majesty people we'll appreciate that more so f- find out who you are not only do you, not only when Krishna is revealed everything else becomes revealed that's the classic you know Upanishad definition of Brahman that which being known all other things become known so we become revealed to ourselves too and in fact the world that we see around us becomes revealed don't think that you know not for nothing it's called Maya (laughs) we haven't seen it yet when Prabhupada was telling reporters they haven't been to the moon I began to realize what he was saying yeah we haven't even been to earth (laughs) wait and find out where we are So that that verse that that we quoted, my devotee may or may not exactly may or may may or may not know exactly what I am, who I am, exactly what I am, who I am, and how I exist. But if they worship me with unalloyed love, then I consider them to be the best of devotees. So that's the unalloyed love part. That's the that's the thing. What's unalloyed for one will not be the same. We have different tastes. This is Savishesha. There are varieties. Okay? Now we've gone well over time, right? Anything else? I don't know, shall I ask more? I think that's all the questions. Rana Bhushna says thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.